Lights, camera, action. In a studio where local filmmakers talk to other filmmakers about the inside world of film. Cut. That's not the script. F*** it. We'll fix it in post. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumphrey, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hype Ferguson explain all the details. Right here on F*** It, we will fix it in post podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever you're listening, I thank you for doing so. I'm Kevin Mumphrey, and this is F*** We'll fix it in post. I have my cohorts with me, Victoria V.A. Jones. What's going on? And Karsten Hype Ferguson. Yeah. So today we want to talk about (laughs) new media. Now, traditionally, as we were growing up, the type of ways we would consume consume media would be mostly television, uh, radio. Was that basically it? Newspaper. Newspaper. Magazines, magazines, comics, comics. Okay, that's a legacy. That's a legacy media. If you want to throw that in, we can throw that in. But now we consume it through Facebook, Twitch, through our phones. Mainly our phone. I mean, basically, you can basically say our phones, computers, and phones. I mean, I mean, like the 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 phone is like the new computer, though. Now it is for most people. It is, and I mean, I was just the things we look at through our phones. Like the Twitches, the YouTubes, Facebooks, Twitter, those those one websites. Yeah, those those one websites. We're not gonna name any names, but um, those one websites. I'm just gonna pretend like I don't know what y'all talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> so. hey, he knows exactly what we talking. Now, hey. be, <laughs> because now we have because of these new media, we have more people creating their own content. It's kind of easier to get your stuff out there. Now, do you think that kind of, I don't know, like how do you think it affects media for us content it, creation? It, it, it's just like the uh, the camera or whatever, like the DSLR or, you know, uh, even the VHS camera back in the day. The democratization of technology and actually the cheapening uh, of technology has made things a whole lot easier to create. But I think with that, you know, I think some of us need to sit back and work on story a little bit. Yeah. Because a story is is truly lacking and and it's not as good. I don't like gatekeepers, but at the same time, there needs to be some kind of quality. I mean, yeah, the now it's all about the quality. Now it used to be all about the story, but oh, you got good quality. We don't care what it is. Oh, that looks good. Well, speaking of that, um, have you seen the Army of the Dead, the new one on Netflix? No, nah, not yet. Nah. I was like, uh, like, I, I didn't notice it, or I mean, I did notice it, but it wasn't distracting to me. But I, I, I was talking with a bunch of people, like on uh, one of the groups I'm in, they were actually upset at the way it was shot. Really? Because like a lot of the background was so blurry or whatever. Because I guess he shot it with some kind of vintage lens. I mean, it was like two lenses. I mean. In my opinion, that would look cool though. I was like, no, the the shots. I thought they looked beautiful, and like, but I, I see like, of course, I'm only looking at like you know the top comments and the top stuff was people were angry about it, right? So like, I I didn't like take a general deal, just like anecdotal stuff. You know, the first things that popped up. Hmm. Now, let's say for somebody who is um like a director or whatever, you're just trying to 
get stuff out there. And now usually, let's say back in the 90s or whatever, it would take more money, be more gatekeepers, whereas now they just kind of do it, put it on YouTube, or put it on their Facebook, and they just do it now. It may suck at the beginning, <laughs> but they get a chance to do more and more of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that that's how Saw got found out through, I mean, yeah. through YouTube, and and now like we're on a different franchise off a spinoff of the first franchise. Like, was it a, a Spiral, the Book of Saw, or the, the one the Chris Rock? Yeah, yeah. one Chris Rock. I you can I can tell you. Yeah, I saw 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 one and two, and that was it. No, but that was based off a of YouTube short. I, I believe it, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, like, I, and some of those movies were really, really good. I mean, past two, past two. I'm like, man, like, you know, compared to some of those movies, you know, like, I, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not going to theaters to watch like Fast and Furious anymore, right? But I, I will watch it if it comes on TV, right? Okay. I mean, there's a lot of things. No, I'm not going to go to the theaters and watch no more. That's only because I make my own films now. So for me, um. No attack of the killer tomatoes. <laughs> no. Man, no toxic adventure. No. No, no trauma trauma films. No. Oh man. It, in on. order to get me in <laughs> a theater and to watch something now, it would it would have to be fan it would have to be one of my top ten actors or actresses that's in it. And that's saying a lot. You you know what? Like And you can see them on Netflix probably. Exactly. Now. I, like I mean, I know this is off subject. Yeah, I tend to do that. Um, Go right ahead. But a hero movie that I would love to see, Storm, a, a very good rendition of Storm. And that would be very hard to do. Why? Because it's all versions of Storm, though. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying a good representation of Storm, though. I mean, like, yeah, no respect, no, 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 sh- no, sh- like, uh, you know, shade to Halle Berry. That wasn't Storm. I like her Storm, though. But I like Halle Berry. I want. I want. Dark chocolate, you know, maybe nineties Mohawk Storm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yo, Regal. I want I want Storm. Okay. I got you. That's what I want. I got you. So who would you want to play it? Man, it probably have to be an up and coming artist, uh, like, you know, actor. I I don't think you would get somebody established. No. That's so I mean that's how people are established. Now. I mean like I, like you know, and there's there's this thing. Uh, that they used to do back in the day, they would pair like a known actor with a non-known actor. Now it's almost like kind of lazy to where they they have to have all established actors together. You only really have to have one or two names. Yeah. Yes or no. They- so so say if you had Hugh Jackman in it, you have to have a known actor to play Storm and Colossus and this. No. I'm like, I, why? Why would you need that? I mean, look at Star Wars. Like old boy wasn't nobody. The British dude or whatever uh, was the old aging actor. Yeah, and uh, Mark Hamill. Nobody knew who he was at the time. Speaking of Star Wars, um, I forgot his name, but he is in a new Netflix film called Hudson about the uh, the guy who made the clothes. Halston. That's that's the name of it. Mm. I just watched it. I, it's pretty good. I'm okay. not gonna lie to you. Okay. I forgot the actor's name though. New media. So. Let's take it to for as film. Right. Now, the new media for film would be Amazon. Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Netflix Hulu. Those. Now, in one aspect, you get 
more content, you get more films. You get, it probably also helps with maybe more diversity in film or diversity in thought, maybe. I say film. I don't know about thought. I mean, because it's still, it's still kind of almost Hollywood, Hollywood-esque, like. And, and, and you're still getting kind of the same type of films. You're not getting a bunch of experimental things out there. Not like it was at first. No. You know what I'm saying? So you think films, I say, in the 90s was more experimental oh, yeah, than the yeah. stuff you would see now? Yeah, like I watched a documentary a while ago, uh, The Hollywood Banker, and there's a guy, he was from like uh, Poland or uh, or like one of, one of those Eastern Bloc European countries or whatever, like right around USSR area, and he was the Hollywood Banker. And he, he financed a lot of like um, like movies, so like Terminator, all these like movies were like experimental at the time. Nobody really wanted to take a chance. He helped bring in some of those Hollywood blockbusters. Well, there's certain things now. I can't I can't put my finger on it, but there's certain things now that are also experimental that people aren't taking chances on. And that's why they develop it and they put it out on a platform like YouTube. People see it and then they like it. And then that's when the the popularity and the the deals start coming in for that person. So, like, uh, what, what makes me ask the question now, the, the question I was going to ask, is, like, why don't more Hollywood companies do that then? Why not just source and incubate films, let them build the audience, and then come ride in a white horse and then cost a whole lot less? Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, Cheaper than green lighting, um, you know, a film from the ground up. Right. And then having to build a, like, have to build an audience. I mean, yeah. So uh, let me try to make sure I get on So you're like, like, um, just kind of fund so like so, some filmmakers. Well, I mean, <laughs> like you, you can fund filmmakers. You can have contests. I mean, like some of the stuff is done right now, and I see it. You can do crowdsource funding, but but you'd be like, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're going to like you know have like you know six or seven like short filmmakers or whatever they're already established. Maybe they're award winners already, and like you know they have a already a track record. We're gonna Give them a little bit of money with their seed money to do a project, and we're gonna put it out here, put the feelers out, and then if it gains some traction, then we're gonna put you know a little bit more money into it, and then like build it like stages. So you'd be like, all right, we're gonna build the first floor, all right, that worked. Let's build the second floor, all right. Uh, let's abandon the second floor. Now it's just a one story building. So would they start it off as a short, or yeah, yeah, like why not start off as a short, and then if the short works out, um. You know, like extremely short, so like under two minutes type deal. And then like if it works out or, you know, maybe it starts off as a contest and you don't, you, you know, now you don't spend any money as a company. And then after the short's done, you do a longer short, you know, maybe a crowdsource fun, uh, funding campaign or something like that. I, I, I'm thinking like, okay, if you're a business people, like, you know, this is, that's that's a, a easy business thing. Then you could put more stuff out there and you get more back. At a cheaper cost. I mean, yeah. Maybe you can pitch that to, um, you know, write an email or something like that. You I know ain't going to listen to me, man. You never know. I you never know. I ain't going to listen to me. I'm crazy. Oh, y'all are a little bit. Now, do you think, um, <laughs> like. I'm, I'm really not crazy. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, I got to make sure I say that just so nobody's be like, ah, oh, see, 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 he said it right that there. crazy guy. He said it right there. Look at him. Yeah, they crazy guy on that podcast. <laughs> so, do you think um, that like how films are being kind of 
going into more of a new media space today? Does it affect traditional, like um, traditional, like major movie companies? Yeah, big time. I mean, like it, 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 it pulls away attention. So like, uh, you can't really do mass media like you used to. And then designing a movie for the the greatest like mass of people to consume is almost like it's almost impossible now because there's so many different choices and so many different you know people and like people expect more now. So I I would even say like they would expect more from the media too. So like you can't just give them a movie now. You got to give them like that whole you know encompassing deal. So like think like George Lucas with Star Wars. You have to build like a world that you can sell them on at every point in turn. Not saying that, you know, everybody's going to be able to do this, but I mean, like the most popular franchises are going to be able to do that. I mean, Stranger Things, for example. I mean, that 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 harkens back to like some of the early Steven Spielberg stuff. That's what I feel like it's inspired by. Yeah. I mean, it's got that feel to me. And it's like, okay, you can sell T-shirts off of that. Like, what if, like, the person had, like, a pendant on or something like that? You could sell stuff off of that, too. And, like, but, you know, a lot of people are just thinking film. They're thinking one-off. Right. So, as far as you mentioned, like, selling a, a world or a universe of sorts. So, like, that's easier for do for Frank Lucas and Star Wars. He did that in the 70s. Or it's easier to do for comic book films. But, like, somebody who's just trying to do something new, how do you necessarily sell sell an audience to a world they've never even thought to look into. Well, I mean, you got to make it interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Instagram and all this other stuff, you have to grab attention somehow there, too. So, so like, it has to be something in it that's yeah. going to grab their attention. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, look at the show The Shy. I haven't looked at any of their socials or whatever, but that that's super, like, intriguing. Like, because it, it follows the kid around, and you see him grow up. It's always interesting seeing a person grow up anyway. Right. You know, whether, whether it be a celebrity or otherwise, I mean, like, I mean, uh, would you ever believe that Shad was gonna do a, uh, I don't even know the dude's like first name, or whatever, like do a a versus with Soldier Boy? No, uh, you know what? Yeah, I it sounded crazy until I saw it, and I was like, you know, I'm like, it makes more sense than him and Lil Romeo. No, nah, not really. I'm Bow's got way more hits than yeah, he's got way more hits than Soldier Boy. But Soldier Boy can add more. To, I mean, what what Lil Roma can add like maybe three in the ICDC commercial. I, I I think I think uh I think Romeo has more hits than Soldier Boy. He Romeo uh, has a lot. Romeo like people underestimate Romeo. Like he he has a lot more than and, what you and, think. And the, the reason why I would I would put them together anyway is because they came up around the same time. See, it makes sense logically because yeah, they did come up around each other. But as far as musically, especially just mainstream music wise, I I don't think as far as like child rappers or whatever, I don't think for one, I don't think anyone touches Bow Wow. Yeah, maybe. But the closest one I could think of, like, because first I was like, well, maybe like the Crisscross group, but no, they didn't really have as many. That wasn't that wasn't Bow Wow's era. And it wasn't like the only person you could probably put within his era is Soldier Boy. And yeah, but Soldier Boy was after Soldier Soldier Boy is like I mean much later. Like you talking about like what fifteen, about fifteen years? It wasn't mm, that long. No, it I think it was that long. long. It wasn't that long. Cause yeah. I remember, I I remember when that at that's, least at least ten. It, it uh, at least ten. What year did Big Mama's House come out? 
Uh, don't even remember. I, I can't even tell you that. I can't, but I I think so because like you remember Soldier Boy doing like um on Napster and you have um his song on other songs that you were listening to at the time. That that's a terrible strategy. I hated when people did that, and anybody that did that, I was like, and, and that's when I was a Kaza King too. Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't have admitted that. I was in two thousand. Two thousand. Big Mama's house. house. Yeah. So that's when Bow Wow really shot off with that song. You know, he was featured on that song. So with, uh, Monica and uh, Jermaine and Pri. What's the name? He didn't pop off until about not ten years, not quite ten years, because uh, the Soldier Boy Tell Him stuff was probably about eleven, maybe years after after that Big Mama's House came out. I feel like it was twenty ten. Um, because I know Booty Meat came out. Soldier Boy song, yeah, that was like one of the early buzz deals, or whatever. Uh, Booty Meat came out in like 2007. Okay, and I was like, I was Crank like, That came out in 2007, though. Crank That Soldier Boy came out in 2007, so yeah. it was it, like it was like it, seven. It, it, it got re released like a year later, didn't it? But what it got re it got re released like twice. He got it got re released under him once, and it got really uh, released under. But the the music video, what what year did the music video come what, out? You talking about the one he did by himself or the one by College Park? No, crank that. It was only one music video that blew up. No, yeah, he, was, he he did videos for everything. Though. No, I'm saying that music video for crank that. Yeah, it was 2007. So that's the year. Because well, I, I remember Bow Wow did features with Destiny Child. Okay, Little Romeo did features with no, but I'm, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like that was that was that was much earlier than that. That was like 2003. Yeah, like but that? I'm saying like they're still in the same realm. Like it wasn't a ten year difference. Nah, I mean, like like, ba- like eight, like um, Soldier Boy came out within the same realm as that. So it wasn't a decade apart for them coming out. Eh, I mean, but you know, six, six, seven years still a long time. That's still a long time, especially the music. That's like computers. You get a two year old computer, that dude's slow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean now since we're already in the subject of music, even new media for how we listen to music now is even affected. Like radio, oh, we don't really yeah. listen to radio oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. music. We just listen to Spotify or whatever a title, all those. And I mean, like we'd go to radio now for honestly, probably the personalities, but even the conversation they have. We listen to that on podcasting now, but like if you think about it, that well, let's let's go back to music. Like you can think about it, the music videos. There's no music video shows anymore. It's all on YouTube or uh, Facebook. I know of one show. What show is that? Uh, man, what was what's what's, what's, the, what's the name of the show? What's the, what's the name of the show? Uh, man, one of our one of our hosts came up with it. I want to know where the hell you going with this. I know where you're going, but I'm just waiting on VA to say. Yeah, what's the name of your show? <laughs> Fuck it, we'll fix it in post. No. no. The music video show. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I appreciate the plug. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, that, that was. He was trying his hardest, too. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to sit there. Like, I thought she was going to miss Carter that dude. tracks. Indeed tracks, okay. That's the name of the show. I, I thank you for that plug. Like I'm, 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 I'm puzzled over here because we over here talking about it's we, a lot of. We, I, we got, we got to eat over here. I got, I got, I got. 
for those who don't know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of, I got my hand in a lot of stuff. So it, you telling me what show? I'm trying to figure out what the hell you talking I, I, I about. Said, I, said, I said one of our hosts created. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, like there's no music video shows on major network. Like the only, the only thing that I've seen is uh, CMT still has a music video show. That's the only one. But also, um, country music ha- its fan base is more of it's probably the only fan base in music that has like the entire household, like country, like a I country mean, music artist could be listened to by the mother, the uh, father. Alternative and music the is the same way though. I I, I can't say that because hip hop is so, so strong. I mean, it and, is, and, and, and then and then like you can have you can have like everybody listen to Will Smith. Kids ain't listening to Will Smith. I said everybody can listen to Will Smith. I'm like maybe not now because he ain't putting out music like that now. But I'm no, saying I'm, I'm, like whole household. Will that icon song? A lot of people listen to that. I but mean, yeah. that was his son's song. Though. Well, what what about the Jordan Lucas song? That's Jordan Lucas song. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm saying, I'm saying like, but guess Look, what? Guess what? We're bringing the other people. It's no different than movies. It's like having a, a popular actor. You bring in this dude's popular with the youth, and this dude's getting with that. Jay Z did it for what, like six summers? He got with a popular artist, and then I like mean, that, I mean, yeah, for, I mean, Drake does it. Uh, it's a yeah, but, it's, it's a, it's almost like a formula. But, but I mean, I was gonna say indie tracks, but I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. There, you gotta watch music videos now on YouTube or other platforms. You can't. It, VH1 used to have play music videos all the time. They used to have a count that you know what I'm saying it wasn't TRL, but it was. So I'm, I'm like, why? Why don't they have like you know, like a Facebook Watch music video show would take over? I think that I think one of those is coming up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say no names, but it's in the works. I was like, I, I wonder if you can license some of those old music videos. That would be a lot of money, though. Right? Yeah. No, but but I'm saying like you know like because um them labels ain't cut no deals. Here's the thing though, it's like. Yo, it, they didn't have to like pay a light. They probably didn't have to pay a license to BET to show their stuff, because it did them a favor. It put them in the public mind. You think about it right now. These older artists, they have all this like good catalogs of music. Yeah. How they is there any way to reintroduce besides the sample their stuff to you know newer generations or older generations that maybe don't have the CDs or you know we talked about on the other one we don't have no DVDs no more. Right. I'm like I'm like yo um. Get them to buy it again. Have a music video show, and they'll buy it again. And it's cheaper now. It's like, oh, like, you know. You know. Well, they still have uh, uh, BET Jams, I think. But it's not on BET. It's like on BET+. It's, own Plus. it's on its own channel. Yeah. yeah. I think the hard part would be for that is creating the audience for that. I mean, they may I, don't, just I don't go, think so. Especially like I a younger think, audience. I, I really don't think so. Like, I mean, you wouldn't have to get a, a, a younger artist. Think how many people that are audience in that that genre anyway? They're already looking at the videos individually, and that's, that's why I think it would be an issue. I just see this on YouTube. Yeah, but if you put it together, it's stronger. And I think a lot more younger people will gravitate toward that because it'd be like, "Yo, um, this this man, this is actually hits." I saw some younger cats like uh, looking at uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. I watched, and now that could be a way to do it. Like you're putting the video, you, you put the videos together. You get some young kids that never listen to like a Stevie Wonder or something like that, and just have them react to it. I think that could be something. And they they wig out too because they're like, "Yo, this is good." 
this is great. And then you kind of can create can create conversation out of that. Like you kind of hear the dip. Like what do you think is the difference from the the music you just heard that was probably like in the sixties or seventies from like today? Like man, I ain't never heard so many instruments before in my life. Look, if if Buzzfeed can do an article on ten things about X, you can do a music video show. The top ten songs from nineteen ninety. In the hip hop article, you you would do it all. It, so making work, making yeah. make because I mean, that show would create conversation. Yeah. So I could see that. And working. then you could have the reaction stuff that you drop in and put that on new media, social media, all that stuff to draw interest to that one platform. And each different one, you could have something different. Oh, you can even have people come in. Just they talk about it because uh, people. I mean, people love complaining or debating list. Just have them talk about, oh, no, it couldn't have been Prince. It had to been Michael Jackson. No, no, it had to been Phil. And, and it creates content out of that. And someone like a, maybe a VH1 could do that. And, well, I would say MTV, but their I mean, I mean, format is. You, you, they could do They They wouldn't spend the time to do it because I don't think the people are there to be able to, you know, work it the way they would need to, to for it to be successful. Right. It, it would have to be, you know, like basically a new venture. Or maybe YouTube would do it. Like um, what um, uh, Leo, what's that dude? The music guy's name? He's over at Leor, YouTube. Leo yeah, yeah. Corn. Yeah, Leo Corn is over at YouTube. Somebody like that would be um, you know, into that. Maybe, maybe Revolt, but you know, ain't no telling who you have to get to to get involved with that or whatever. And, and yeah. you know, there's 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 a lot of hands still because it's it's so big because it has so many divisions. So while we're in the music aspect of new media, um, a lot of people may not just um, circling it back to radio. Pe- people may not necessarily listen to traditional radio anymore. They may listen to more of just podcasting, as we're doing right now. So, do you think, um, like, what do you see as the future of podcasting? Per se, I mean, it's here to stay. This is a new radio. I mean, it is. So now, if it's the new radio, what does podcasting do to traditional radio? It doesn't need it doesn't anything to it. Like uh, I think that the audience is there, and then the audience is here. I mean, like, cause it radio's not getting younger; it's just not. Oh no! So they they adapt or whatever. I mean, like talk radio, always gonna be there. Sports talk radio, political stuff. There's always junkies, or whatever. All right. I, I think that the audience always stays there. I think I think it just gets more narrow and then more focused with their audience or whatever. And then their audience is very um very direct still. And they respond like with advertisements. So I say I say the dollars are not really gonna mess with those. Now maybe the music format shows uh on via traditional radio, maybe that changes because the whole, you know, I guess model for streaming and all that stuff changed with music. Yeah. And yeah. then we we don't consume music like is is something like it's valuable as much as we used to. Hmm. I mean, I, like we don't even make it. Like, well, like that, I I think yeah, it's chicken or egg kind of thing too. Like <laughs> uh, when it comes to that, yeah, because I remember it used to take people like you know a year to three years to make an album, and it'd be good yeah. top to bottom, and then like you know as over time progressed. You know, they're making an album in, like, you know, 30 days. It's different if you're Tupac and you're recording every day. It's different if you have a lot to say. 
Because yeah. I mean, like X did two albums in one in one year. He just had a lot to say. He's also recording a lot too. Yeah, and he was recording a lot. He was working with a lot of producers. Like, you well, know. that's that. I mean, some artists still do that today. It's yeah. just like uh, Moneybag. He records a lot. There's a lot of stuff that he has. He just hasn't released it. So it's 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 the artist. Well, that's why I say that's why I say Tupac. But I mean, also like, the difference between then there wasn't like a demand for you put out something now and six months later your artist like well what else you got? Yeah, like did we? As an audience doesn't digest music the same. Well, you, you know, also too, I think uh, type of type of artist has a lot to do with that the the type of uh, fan base that you cultivate. Look at J Cole fans, I mean, or even Kendrick Lamar fans. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's not a, it's not a uh, it's not a, a wasteful kind of thing because right. they actually they they actually appreciate the albums more over time. Yeah, versus. I mean, it's it's also good marketing, especially when you're an artist like that. That's good marketing. You know what I'm saying? To anticipate an album and wait it. I mean, they I guarantee probably Kendrick and uh, J Cole had I had those songs. You know what I'm saying? Not and all of them. No, not, not all no, of no, them. No, no, I'm, 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 I wouldn't say that. I was, I said like maybe, uh, but then. Then again, they're probably sitting on so much stuff, it's not even funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're sitting on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so they can, you know, the, it's just to pick and choose well, I, which one I want to put out. I, I think I think for like this, say this last J. Cole album, because I, I actually purchased it, um, you know, not the physical, but I did the digital stuff. And I'm like, yo, man, like if it's that good, I'm buying it. Because yeah. I, I want to support. Because if I support, I get to get more of this later. You know, reward good behavior. Reward good stuff. Right. Support your local filmmaker for one dollar. Not even a dollar. Look, I, I'll I, take a meal. I'll take a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Give me give me some Facebook shares. You hear that? If I put some stuff out, give me some Facebook shares. That's my support. I don't need no money. Just share my stuff. That's I need, it. I need I need straight cash, homie. No, I don't need no cash. Give me a dollar. Because if straight enough, the cash app. if I mean, if yeah, enough oh, yeah, people hey. talk about me, then the money gonna come. What's my cash app? <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell you, if enough people talk about you, the money is gonna come. Because even the people who are trash, if enough people talk about them, people then they're gonna money get gonna want to know who they are. Yeah. Hey, hey. By the way, my cash tag is hype hustle. H y p e h u s t l e. Oh, so we just giving out. That sounds like the name of an album. Hype hustle, baby. Okay. Hey, hey, look, look, look. look, I will appreciate any cash apps that anybody, one of our listeners. All right. The next episode we do, I'm put my, I'm gonna shout mine. I ain't gonna shout mine out on this episode, but I'm gonna shout mine out on a future one. All right. And y'all ain't gonna see it coming because I'm just gonna be in mid conversation and bust it out. Be like, yeah, blah blah blah, and say this. They gonna be like, damn, what, what's that? That's my cash out. Yeah, just boom. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to try to get to the, talk about news as far as new media. So now we grew up, we watched the news at our local news stations. Probably older, we watch bigger corporate companies like CNN, Fox, MSNBC. Now, most people get their news from Facebook, Twitter, um, on like online probably blog sites like there's too many 
That's well, too many. There's just there's a lot of avenues in which you would get your new get your news. So yeah, I feel like it um like it it kind of helps as far as like bring like kind of bringing different aspects of a story or it brings different stories together. I say it should, but uh, more than likely it's not. I mean, ultimately, a lot of people are. are um, let me well, let me re- rephrase this. Um, some people are not as diligent as others, and more people care about being first than being right or correct. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that comes out that is not either all the way factual or anywhere factual. And uh, that, that hurts in the long run. It really does. Or or you have some, certain people, whatever, that have a vested interest in certain stories to, to be slandered a certain way or whatever. And that, that's yeah. not good either. And then it, it's almost incumbent upon us to go against our nature, not be lazy, and check with multiple sources on like yeah, you know these that. stories. But we have so many outlets now. Like what are like what are like the sources now? Twitter. A lot of them just source it via Twitter. I mean Wikipedia is a more credible source than Twitter. And if you think in college, if you use Wikipedia as a source, you was almost failing you were getting a failing grade yeah. for using Wikipedia. I don't know. Is this still a thing now? You'll get a feeling uh, great. You could probably use Wikipedia now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just don't use a blog page. And you'll probably be fine. Well, it depends on depends on the uh the assignment, right? Yeah. But there's so many uh, I want to say this. Just everybody who has a Twitter a Twitter handle or a Facebook page or an Instagram, you're somewhat of a reporter now. Well, I mean, it's citizen journalism. Um uh, what is it? Um, there's this one lady, uh, Allison Morrow. She's like in like Seattle or Washington State or something. Like, I think Washington State. And she left to basically do her own thing with YouTube News. And she talks about some of the stuff she dealt with. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, she talks about the exact same problems we're talking about right now. Now, does it make like watching news like like frustrating for you all? No, I'm not, I'm not frustrated. Like, I mean, uh, it it takes it it you know it took digging back in the day to get to the truth. I mean, uh, it it uh, yeah. Do you think it takes more digging now? And some some aspects, yeah. With certain stuff, I mean, because you got you got more vet, more people with vested interest to keep you misinformed. And you know, I would me personally, I would rather be informed about certain stuff. Some people say that they don't like watching the news or don't want to know the news. But why wouldn't you want to know it? I, I at least want to know what at least one of the narratives is. Like, typically, I try to get two or three different sides of it. Yeah. So I'm like, I, and I, I, I kind of look for dissent first. So what, what's the prevailing idea? I want to go against that first and then go with the prevailing idea and then go, like, somebody that's maybe even counter to both of those. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Now, can you get that from say, a person with a YouTube channel? That does. Yeah, actually, uh, YouTube is at the forefront of that. Uh, case in point, uh, like say somebody like Tim Pool, who's uh, from Chicago, who wor- used to work for Vice, who talks about the problems and um, how they went to like more clickbait model versus you know whatever. And then there's uh, there's people that talk about it that you know they're entertaining. Um, 
there's the uh, there's the Philip DeFranco's, which I, I don't really watch Philip uh, anymore, but I used to, and I used to get the headline from him, and then go to try to source the story if it was like that entertaining or you know whatever. I would look at his stuff as entertaining, but I was like I would always want to dig deeper. So it's just kind of sounding like now our new models like we'll see a story on the news, I say CNN or Fox, we'll see it there. Then we try to find, like, you may watch it on CNN. Okay, let me see how they're talking about it on Fox. Actually, actually, I would go beyond the headline because most of the times the headline is written by somebody else, and it really is almost like a different story than what's actually in underneath the story. And that happens a lot, especially online. And they're probably rushed too. So they just, they just, because well, ideally, they, they, they get paid by clicks. So yeah. they got to get clicks. So this person is making something to purposely entice, not saying that to to purposely mislead, but to purposely entice. Because yeah, like the original, the premise of a headline, the headline was supposed to, to get you to go, oh, let me read this story. But most people are uh, now not the, going to want to read. They take the headline as a story, and I can't give you a story within a headline. Well, th- that's what a lot of people try to do now, like so, like celebrity media, like a shade room stuff like that they probably more or tmz they more i think they more so kind of go that route because they know they're not going to read the I, whole I th- thing i think i think everybody goes that route now because it's just lowest common denominator it's quicker uh newsrooms got gutted uh you don't have as many like you know trained like you know just hardcore news people like you used to so i'm like but do people even trust like the hardcore news people at this point i, I think i think trust is like waning if there's any, they trust them to a certain extent. I think it depends on the person. I mean, I, not all of them. I mean, they trust some to a certain extent. More of like local news or like somebody I, I, in. I would I would trust local news over over um, over national because there's no way the national is going to get the the different wrinkles in the story at, like the local news correspondents would. And they're probably getting bits and pieces of it from them. And, and, so, and sometimes the, the national drives the local news to, like, make the story a certain way or word it a certain way, which is crazy. I was like, they're closer, boots on ground, and these people, they, they're like, oh, we have to do it like this. And I'm saying, like, on a nefer- nefarious tip, sometimes, you know, maybe harmless. I don't know. But that could easily be, you know, one way or the other. So now, lastly, when you get to, I say online, like on, like online news sites or like, online like, even like www dot anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, oh my goodness, I can't take you out. So what? What? Because now, because we mentioned traditional news would be one form of it was newspaper, but a lot of what we read. When was the last time you see somebody with a newspaper? Uh, like a couple of years ago. That you probably saw one before I did because I hadn't seen. I don't think I've seen any because like the early two thousands. You just don't be out, man. No, I just don't like the only person I can see with a newspaper is like when I visit my grandfather. Well, there's, just, there's older people who who would still read the newspaper. I mean, I, I used to, I used to really like reading the newspaper. I mean, the last time I did that, though, was like two thousand 
four or five. The only time I pick a newspaper up if if I'm in it. And the times that I've been in it, I picked it up. That's about it. So it has to kind of be within your. I have to be in it. You have to be in it. I oh, have I to be you, in it. Does you like if I'm somewhere and I see one? No, 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 no. It it has to be a story that I a story about pertains you pertaining to me. But then again, like say like uh, some of the culture magazines, like National Scene. No, it's not a newspaper, but like I see that every now and again. I pick one up. I'll still pick up a news. I mean, a uh, Mag- magazine. I'll still pick, still pick those up. I do enjoy the articles in there. So if I if a artist or actress or whatever that I I admire, I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna read. You know what I'm saying? The article about them. So, so what do you think is the future of let's say a magazine and newspaper? I think to be honest with you, it in my opinion, we are always gonna have those. There's always going to be a newspaper or a magazine. Now, if people don't pick them up, that's a different story. Because we're in 2021 and they're still printing newspapers. So, you know what I'm saying? that That's just my take on it. Um, Like the magazines, for example, like I say like Affectionado, you know, Scar Magazine, stuff like that. Real kind of niche stuff. I think that ain't going nowhere. Because like. Even though people are more digital, yeah, like uh, what I, I said earlier in the, in the episode about the the cassette tapes or last episode, yeah, like uh, cassette tapes made a comeback. So vinyls, people like that that you know that um, that tangible item they hold in their hand. Now, do they value a newspaper at the subscription price? Probably not. Yeah, right. But but the magazine, you know, if I'm buying it every here and here and there. I mean, I grew up with Nintendo Power magazine, and that that was that was the joint, man. You'd be like, oh man, like had posters come out and everything else. I do think that there's a revolving door. Yeah. Like now, yeah. newspapers aren't anything, but give it a couple more years, something's gonna happen, and they're gonna we're gonna go back to everybody getting newspapers all the time and wanting the newspaper and reading the newspaper. Actually, uh, there there's one news source that I, I was thinking about subscribing to, and they have two versions. They have the digital version, yeah, and they have a print version. And I was like, I was like, huh. I, I I was really thinking about getting the print version, like subscribing to their thing. They they have like way more articles on their digital form, right? But I was like, I was like huh, maybe maybe I get the print version. It's a little bit more, but you know, comes with all kinds of stuff. So final thoughts, everyone, everyone. Everything is a revolving door. That's my final thought. Mm. She went all Lauren Hill on us. <laughs> it's very soulful. Carson? The wise man knows that he knows nothing That has all. nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, like, we, we get all esoterical, right? I, was like, I, was like, I, thought, I didn't mean just random thoughts. <laughs> I thought we was getting esoteric. That pertain what I said pertain to what we was talking about. Yeah, but I'm I want to say something profound too. <laughs> hey. It got to go within what we're talking about, though. Um, you want to be quoted so bad. What's 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 old is new. What's new is old. Time is 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 old as rhyme. We gonna get it to you. We gonna give it. Just give it to him. You want to be quoted so nah, bad. Nah, just, nah, just nah. give it to him. Nah, you nah, just want uh, something to say to be on a T-shirt. Nah, so nah, bad. Nah, for real, for real. Um, like I mean, new media's here. Like so, anybody like you know clawing and screaming for everything to change, it's already changed. It's not going back. 
this is the new normal, as we would say in 2021. <laughs> well, I have no final thoughts on this. So <laughs> <didn't have> <laughs> you kind of depressed me with that. So. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I'm Kevin Mumphrey with Victoria V.A. Jones, Karsten Hype Ferguson. Sure. This is <laughs> We'll Fix It in Post, and we are out. <laughs>